um, Alexander the Great is, like, one of, like, my favorite people in history just because, like, you'll learn about it later in this episode, but, like, Alexander the Great is, like, to me, the greatest conqueror and emperor of, like, all time. So, yeah. Hi, welcome to my new podcast. This podcast will be talking about historical figures such as Alexander the Great, who we're going to be talking about today, and other people like George Washington, and Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, important people in history. So, as I said, today we're going to be talking about Alexander the Great. So, since Alexander the Great is going to be the first guy that we're going to do, and this is going to be a three-part series, and it's going to be in, like, around 15-minute chunks each. So, Alexander the Great, Alexander the Third of Macedonia, more commonly known as Alexander the Great, but he was born in Alexander the Third of Macedonia. Born in June, they're not sure, like, the actual date, in 356 B.C. In Pella, Macedonia, to parents Philip II of Macedon, Macedon and Olympias. I'm not 100% sure how you say his mother's name. It looks like Olympus, but it's not Olympus. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, he, his father, Philip, wanted him to get educated, so he went looking for someone to teach Alexander about math and things back then. He ended up choosing Aristotle. So, he was educated from 13 to 16. Uh, and, like, Aristotle, you have to understand something. was, like, the top philosopher back then. He was, like, Albert Einstein, but, like, smarter back then. So, but at the same time of him finishing teaching with Aristotle, his father had to quite well against the Byzantine Empire, which is now, I don't remember what exactly the Byzantine Empire is now, because it doesn't exist anymore. I know that, but I'm not 100% sure, like, what it is, where it is now, but yeah. Oh, wait, I remember what uh, Byzantine is, however you say it. Uh, it was an ancient Greek city. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, it was an ancient Greek city that eventually became Istanbul, and there was also Constantinople before Istanbul, but yeah, so I am big fan, as you can tell. So, he, so Philip left Alexander in charge as regent, which basically means that he was like the new leader until his father came back from the battle. So, yeah, while Alexander was the leader of Macedonia, a tribe called the Traskian, it's a weird name, I'm not trying to say, and yeah, Traskian maybe revolted against uh, Macedonia, but Alexander responded, like, quickly driving out them out of the territory. He ended up, like, colonizing with Greeks and in the city, Alexander Peropolis, which is not self-centered at all, as you can tell. When Alexander's father came back, he sent Alexander and his small force of soldiers to go put some in some vaults that took place in a uh, vault down in a place called Trace. There, and so yeah. So after Phil came back from battle, he 
So, like, Alexander stepped down, obviously. Uh, Alexander, uh, like, got an army for a campaign in southern Greece against, like, other city-states. And, yeah. But, like, Alexander was concerned, though. Like, he was concerned that other Greek states, like, might try to intervene against, like, his campaign. So, he made it look like he was attacking one city called Illyria, like, instead of, like, where he was going to go originally. So, like, so they ended up attacking Macedonia, only to be, like, repelled by Alexander, which was, like, a very smart move by Alexander because he weakened the forces, like, quite a substantial amount. After that, Philip and his army joined Alexander and they went and occupied the city of Oweta. Something important happened after this. Athens voted, pe- the people of Athens voted to seek an alliance with Thebes and go to war against Macedonia. Thebes ended up agreeing to an alliance, even though Philip tried to convince Thebes to not ally not with like, Athens and ended up ally with them, but as you can see, as you can tell, that didn't work. Uh, so, but what's impressive though is that Philip and Alexander managed to win. And there's a couple of reasons why that's impressive. One, because Alexander wouldn't have been more than, like, 26 at the time, I would say. So he's still, like, younger and, like, not as much experience as, say, his father. And it's two city-states versus one. So that's impressive. And it, to me, it's showing his early war genius of how, like, he can do stuff in, like, tough situations, which I always thought was impressive. Uh, so after that, after they got back to power, I'm going to be talking about, like, Philip for a minute, because this is important to the story. Philip ended up falling in love with and marrying his general's niece named Cleopatra and Dice. Not, like, the Cleopatra that, like, we all know, the one that, like, turned people to stone. This is, like, someone before her, someone, like, that doesn't turn people to stone, basically. So, at the wedding, Alexander and Philip both, well, got drunk and drunk off, like, the wine lands, which doesn't seem bad, but they got in a fight. Because Alexander's mother, Olympus, is, was in Macedonia. She's not from Macedonia. But Alexander's father, Philip, is. And so is Cleopatra. So, say Philip and Cleopatra to have a kid. He would be the next tick because he's not, he's full Macedonian while Alexander's only half. So Alexander got upset by that because he knew, he knew about that he wouldn't become the next king and that upset him. So he got in like a big argument with his father. So like, so the next year Alexander went with his mother and like he fled Macedonia with his mother. Like, and then he ended up, like, dropping off his mother with her brother, Alexander I of Epis, which I'm not sure about this, but I wonder if, like, that one's Alexander I, if maybe there's any connection to Alexander being the third. That could be, like, he's the first. I don't know. I was going with that. Never mind. After that, Alexander went to Illyria, where he was treated as a guest, which I find so funny, considering that, like, months or years earlier, he was swallowing and killing the men. But, like, the dream of the guests, it's so weird how someone can go from, like, 
trying to kill you to like treating you as a guest. But after that, after like six months of him living there, Alexander went back to Macedonia because family friend uh, got Alexander and Philip to reconcile, which is good considering how like tense that would have been back then. So after this, Philip and Alexander attended the wedding, uh, Alexander's first witness, Olympia's brother, and that's when Philip was assassinated by the captain of his body, bodyguard team, Persias. Like, and what I find so funny is how, like, as he tried to escape Persias from, like, the people chasing him, he ended up tripping over the vine and getting killed by the people pursuing him. Which I find so funny, because, like, like you, plan, you probably planned this so, like, carefully and so many hours and all the details, and you died because of a vine. Which, like, that would suck. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, to me, it's really weird. So, since Philip died and he didn't have a kid before then, I mean, Alexander was, going, was the king of Macedonia now. Which, but I have a theory, though. What if, just what if, though, what if Alexander had his father killed? Like, he paid off the guard, so he was guaranteed his father's king. Because if Cleopatra and him had a kid, that means he wouldn't be king. That kid would. So maybe he paid him off to make to guarantee he had a spot as king. It's a theory, but it doesn't sound like crazy when you think about it. Anyway, so as soon as Alexander became king, he killed people. He killed uh, his. He had a cousin named Amadi. I'm not even trying to say his name. Mm, it's hard name to pronounce. Uh, he had him executed basically. He also had two princes from the region. Of Rygacus killed, but he spared the third one. He so he killed two of the brothers, but he spared the third brother, which seems weird to me. I don't know why he would spare the one but kill the other. I think that this is a good place to stop for this episode of Alexander the Great. Next episode, we're going to be talking about his most, to me, the most famous campaign mm, by Alexander, the Balkan campaign, and it's a doozy. So stay tuned for that.